There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 4 of The Twelve Monkeys. Oh my gosh. Okay. I remember somebody tweeting that before the episodes even came on that there might be a need for bourbon and tissues. <laughs> I wasn't even and, this time. And yeah, and I replied back that I think it's going to take need a lot of both. Uh, and yeah. this did it. This was rough. I didn't get to watch this live because I was working. So, yes, I was in tears. And I kind of feel bad that I wasn't in tears with everybody else at the yeah. same time. <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, oh. it, there, it definitely was. Mm. Kind of like, you know, the fact that I read... Game of Thrones later than everybody else, and I got to the Red Wedding, and I understood why my friends were so depressed. And then the same thing when we watched it. It's like, right. oh, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I was totally, because I had to stay off of our Twitter. I did not want to look and spoil it no. at all, so yeah. I didn't even look when I was at work, and it was hard not to look. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's jump into episode nine. One minute more. The beginning of the end approaches, and... As Cole and Cassie embark on their final mission, this is already just wanting to, like, turn a knife in my gut. Yes. Oh, man. But I loved it because we get Jennifer kind of, like, coming back to where she was right. when we first seen her. Yes. Yeah, but, I think it helped last episode that Chorus told her she was still primary, but that they were making sure that she didn't hear them because Olivia would hear them. Which is interesting, because I think that kind of falls with what you said before, like, with the primaries having such big power. Right. So, what does this mean for everybody? Well, this means that Jennifer happened to run into old Jennifer. <laughs> and they got really close. I'm glad they were paying attention. So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not just paradox the hell out of everything right now. Right? But... Old Jennifer tells her egg, get cracking, and hands her like this jet. Well, it's not hands her, drops it in her hand. <laughs> Giant piece of sidewalk chalk because Jennifer's like, I don't know what's anything's, you know, what's going on. I don't hear anything. All I see are these weird random symbols. She's like, well, is it random? And it's like, what? <laughs> so it's so weird because these are the same things that she's been kind of scribbling since we first seen her in season yes. one yes weird because she had no idea what it, what it was it was just always there but this is the final mystery given to them by the primaries right yep and she is doing this for pretty much 
like a whole episode, apparently. We don't know, because her chalk, when she's done, is down to a little nub. Right. And, and her hands Believe are, me, with oh. what she uh, wrote, it would have taken ten of those chalks. <laughs> it was it was a while she was in there, so it was really interesting. Yes. And of course, nobody knows what the hell it is. And Cassie's talking to her as she cleans up her hands because her hands are just all tore up. Right. Bloody nubs, almost. Right. She kind of tucks her in, and Jennifer, I love it, grabbed her little unicorn <laughs> and lays down. And Cassie's like, but what is it all, Jennifer? And she just, as she's falling asleep, she just mutters, find the center. Right. And I'm like, wonder if she is not even realizing what she's seeing. Because no. And I was like, oh, she's giving clues and she's asleep. Or is it the other primaries talking through time, kind of? So they're like scanning the room, trying to figure out what it is. They're like, this doesn't make sense. There's all this randomness. And then Cassie ends up coming in and she's like, we're looking at this wrong. Right. Okay. Give me a little bit more, Cassie, because I still don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> and they go up to like a higher level and look down and realize it's a spiral. Like, all right. of her things have always been. Yes. Great. So now they're going to, like, scan that and figure out what they see. Yep. Oh, it's so great. Because I have been saying for all this time, as well as you, this is so Doctor Who with Wibbly Wobbly. Because <laughs> it did get wibbly wobbly. Oh, my gosh, did it ever. So they're able to kind of decode the symbols. Where it's like, okay, there's repeating which they figure out as numbers. It's like, all right, great. And they're able to figure out, because they know four numbers that repeat, because it's, they what was it, the dates? I can't remember. Right. It was one, nine, two, and zero, I believe. Yeah. And then they were able to pull, like, everything out, which I'm amazed. It's like, where did you pull a, a Jennifer Rosetta Stone? Yeah. <laughs> because seriously, it, it had to be some weird primary Jennifer Rosetta Stone for you to figure this out, but somehow they manage because Adler apparently is super badass with this, and we didn't even know until almost the end of the series. Right. 3PO is so, awesome. Yeah. Adler has definitely upped his game in the last few episodes. That's for damn sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And as this all comes down, they're like, well, what are all these dates? These are all places we've already been to. Yeah. Except this one. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. What does this mean? I'm thinking, is, is it something like when Olivia was born and they go back and like kill the mom? What? It, what? Nope. It's, it happens to be two days before the plague starts. And the location, which I really don't know how they figured this part out, JFK Airport. Right. Which is an awesome callback to the movie. Yes. And I totally forgot they were at JFK. I yeah. remember it was an airport. It's, yeah. So yes, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Nice little nod there again. Another circle kind of completed. Yeah. So, all right. That's great. One more. Okay. I love it because Steve writes notes for us. So he did. I love that you put, I'm not spoiling this. The movie's been out 21 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen the movie and you watch the show, I feel like you'd already were a little lost. Yeah. But anyway. The end of the movie, you have Cole and Dr. Riley trying to find the keys, which is what Cole has been seeing this whole time, or we're assuming. Yes, or we're assuming. Another nice callback to the movie. All right, to see if they can ride out the plague. 
and instead Cole shot. And it's like, okay, knowing that, what does this mean? But we still haven't seen future asshole, so like I don't know what would be what. Right. But what I got worried about is what we do see happen was something so different that I was worried that somehow they were both infected then. Right. But apparently... Yeah, because they pop in and it's mass hysteria. Yeah. People running all over the place and Cassie immediately thinks that this is where the um, the plague started. And yeah, what a perfect place for it to start in an air- international airport so it could be spread all over the world in hours. Right. And that makes sense, too. Yeah, and we see a, vi- a broken vial on the floor and a shot of the pallid man walking away. And this is where I got confused, because when Cole pops in, all this is happening. Cassie had a mask on, so, okay, right. she... came in with the mask. Right, but Cole pops in, and he, like, falls down, and he, like, his hand goes into the broken vial. Right. And so I'm like, okay, wait, did he just cut his hand? Now is it actually in his bloodstream where before he was, like, immune to it? But now that it cut his hand and was in his bloodstream, would this make a difference? It might. And then he grabs biology. Cassie's like, we need a do-over. Yeah. And so they sit back and I'm thinking, wait a minute, what if they're not all immune now that you have this? And it's like the fresh virus. It's not. Right. It's not the mutated one. Right. Because it was, what did uh, she say? N510? And I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah, I I had my notes on here, and I'm just thinking, now it's in his bloodstream. What does this mean? Right. And now you're bringing it, and what does this mean for Jones and Adler? Because it's not years of mutation, and you could have killed everybody now. At least take it and throw it at Olivia. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But they're thinking, okay, what does this mean? We need to go back a little further and stop him from getting it. Right. Huh. But... Is that a good idea? Or, again, are we going to have a circle happening? Yeah. So they discover that, yes, Markridge, which was Leland Goins' old company, manufactured and likely, very likely stored the vial. Great. So, of course, they splinter back into Markridge, and we see them going through, and we see several places that we've seen in Episode 1. Oh, yeah, when they're talking about room. it. Uh-huh. Yes. And they finally find the vial, and we see the pallid man standing in the background watching. I caught that, and I wondered how many people seen that right away, because it was so quick. Right. It was a very fast shot. If you were looking down to tweet, you missed it. <laughs> because then I'm writing this these notes, and I'm like, why did they both go into the cooler room? If he can lock them in there, how stupid is that? What are you doing? <laughs> right. I'm like, isn't this dangerous? I like have all this like notes and exclamation points. It's like you're dumb. What what the hell are you doing? Right. And so they head back to the Emerson with a whole lot of bleach to try to kill the plague. Yeah, because Cassie says the first time we burned it, and this time we'll drown it. It's like okay. Is that going to work if nothing gets released? Or are we going to have kind of a different, not paradox situation, but if that never happened, how could they be there? Right. And, well, we do get some information when they get there. Oh, yeah. But first we head over to the daughters. Yes. 
Oh my gosh, Hannah and Emma. Well, Hannah is still fighting to get Emma to understand and help her. And Emma's like, well, you know, I was raised to basically end the world. Right. And she's like, but do you want to end the world or would you rather save everything? And I'm like, oh, well, come on. You can do it. She finally agrees to join Hannah. And they're like, all right, we're in 2009. We're headed to Raritan. But are they really going to head to Raritan? That's what I was thinking, of course. I'm like, right. not sure. But apparently they're not going to get very far because how the hell do they find them? <laughs> Olivia's henchmen end up on the road behind them and they're shooting at them. Really, though, where the hell did they come from? Or are they just right. assuming that there's only one place for them to go? Yeah, I think so. And I think Olivia has been in the time stream enough to know that the Emerson is their base camp and had somebody waiting there watching for him to leave and follow him out. Well, they're out on a road that looks like a little country road somewhere. And then they end up crashing the car because the 12 monkeys are chasing them and run them off the road. And, well, somehow they still get away, which this was kind of like a head-scratcher for me because you don't see Hannah, like, go back and take them out or anything. No. So how did and they And apparently get... it was one guy. <laughs> so what, did he just give up? I guess so. Yeah, just yeah. That part didn't make sense. You would think that guy would have just kept following and following and following until he found them, right? Not lose them in the woods and give up. He's but, like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, they'll die before they get to anywhere. Yeah, not the best idea, dude. Because they end up fighting Matthew Cole's camper. Matthew Cole, another crossover. Which yeah. I know we've talked about it, but. Now that the show's actually coming back, he is on Killjoys, which I hate him because he's kind of a jerk on Killjoys. Yeah. <laughs> but I really, Sometimes. Yeah. Like I said, kind of a jerk. Yeah. So Patrick Garrow gets a pop over here. And all right, great. So they're saved, right? Because basically Hannah is getting Emma where she needs to be. Right. Be Marion Woods. And great. We're going to be here. And. She's going to be Cole's mom. Because she told her that you're going to be a mom eventually. Right. It's like, oh, great. And Emma kind of took that. And she's like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. she That that was something positive for her. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hmm, we're not going to see good things, are we? And no. Because we find out that Emma is injured as well. And they get her in Matthew's truck. And he heads off to the hospital. When he comes back, he's by himself. Yeah, you knew that wasn't good. No. Like, somehow I don't think that they just kept her for observation and that he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, uh, great. And here's where we start crying. Yeah. Because he says to her, she was calling for you at the end. She kept saying your name, Marion, over and over. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. It's like, why are you doing this to me? I'm so glad I had tissue right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> but then we have Hannah, nine years later, showing up at the Emerson, which is, she was already in the room when Cole and Cassie are coming into the room with... Destroy. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I'm like, oh, God, what does this mean? Getting so angry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, 
So Team Splinter gets a whole bunch of information. Yeah. And I think it was really hard for everybody at this point. And at first, I wasn't even sure if that was the same actress. Like, the angle and, like, some of the makeup they did. I don't know why they made her try to look older. She was pretty young. Right. It it looked kind of strange, like, the age progression they were trying to do, but... Right, yeah, because, what, it was 2017, so, yeah, that's eight years, mid-20s, but it looked like they were trying to go for late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I'm like, what, what? Okay, I don't have those kind of wrinkles like they're trying to put on her. And if she's supposed to be like, yeah, in her 20s, 30s, what the hell? Right. She didn't live that hard of a life when she was back in the 2000s? Damn. No. (laughs) But we also see Emma's machine in the future in Titan. Did it actually hit 100% or was it like 99.9? Oh, did it hit it? Okay. It actually hit 100% and Olivia's there to flip the switch. And I'm thinking, great. Yeah. And this is when we have that happening kind of all at the same time. Because you have Hannah in the back telling Cole and Cassie everything. And you have Adler Jones and Jennifer at headquarters. Seeing what's happening. Yes, because everything is kind of going crazy with Titan going to full Hartle Hawkins state. Right. And I'm just like, this is not good. Is everything going to go blank? <laughs> They're really screwing with us. There's not another episode. But what do we see next? Uh, the good old pallid man in the Red Forest cabin. Which I thought was really weird. It's like, Yeah. Yeah. Telling the witness that Cole and Cassie took the virus and there's nothing we can do. And then when we hear her say that we knew this was going to happen. The virus will still be let loose like it was, like it always will be. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I don't like the way that she is talking. And what does she know? Obviously. Yeah. And we come back to our team at the Emerson and they're like, well, what the hell do the primaries really want from us? Did they really want us to release the plague and kill 7 billion people in order to save everything right and you know cassie of course is not on board with that no not at all yes that goes against everything that she believes in and she's lived in right but basically hannah's like the only way for this to all have taken place is if the plague started so like i was saying if one doesn't happen the other is it going to come come of it so Okay, so one plus one here. Yeah. So had the plague never been released, nobody would be time traveling and Olivia would not be where she is at this point. Right. So head scratcher. And I just want to say, and this actually is neither here nor there, but I noticed the tab can on the mantle. I don't know if you right. noticed it because if it's supposed to be 2017, they stopped selling tab like a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, why is that there? And I'm thinking, oh, well, Titan popped up. Is this the first thing? We just happened to see something completely out of place, like in time and space at that point. Right. And it could be because we're about to have super mega paradox. Right. And it may not be anything. It may have just been whatever. They forgot to move it off the, the mantle. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can't assume that. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a second, 2017, 
What did Jennifer say? What if they're stuck in one of them stuck in the head? Look for something that doesn't ex- exist yeah. or doesn't belong. Right. And I'm side eyeing Terry Metalis. Yes. <laughs> like, did you even think anything of that? I feel like that's something most people wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah, I don't think so. It didn't jump out at me, that's for sure. But when you mentioned it, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, I think it might be something big. Because the way this goes, it's not good. Right. Hmm. Interesting. And then things start getting weirder. Now, I failed to mention earlier that Hannah does tell Cole all about his mother. Right. And that his mother died for for you. Or she died yeah. for you. And so this is where things start like messing with me. Because in order to preserve the causality and to save some of the people, the only way to get this to happen is to drop the vial. And of course, right. Cassie's kind of pissed. She's like, it was us. It was us all along. And it's just another circle. Right. And you hear like this, this voice, which is Hannah, you know, mothers died for their children. Yours died protecting you. And I'm like, okay, what is going to happen? And I have to ask because I started thinking, are they going to say that somehow Cassie is his mom? <laughs> that would be messed really- up. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I didn't think that that was where they were going, oh, okay. but I definitely had a feeling that Hannah was speaking truth here. Okay. And because she knows. Mm-hmm. And I was going, oh, man. So, like, Hannah knows something, and she's not telling everybody. Right. Well, it does start happening a little more, because everything... There, even though he tells Hannah to tether home, right. of course, she's not leaving because apparently things are changing because Cassie has this mission. And we see back home, suddenly, like, Jones is having a hard time standing and, like, right. talking. And, and they put her in a wheelchair and she's like, I have to see this through. And I understand that because this right. was her baby from the beginning. And, again, a little bit of a choke up because... She says that to Jennifer, and Jennifer says, I'll push you till the clock stop and the road runs out. I'm like, (gasps) yeah, yeah, there was tears. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot, basically, by the end of this one. But all these little things that start, like, falling into place, I was like, wait, wait, I don't like this. Right. Especially as they start discussing the symbols. Yeah. And they're talking about the dates, and they, they throw it up on the screen, and suddenly Jennifer's like, the snake is uncoiled. Right. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. And Jones is the one who figures out that it wasn't a weapon this whole time, and it did have a function. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Whew. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> all the dates from the symbols actually only represent Cole's relenters. Yeah, not everybody's. And like, that yeah, doesn't no, make sense. just Cole's. And... She reasons that all of the events have been specifically designed to erase Cole. So that chair, had Cole made it, it would have to it. erased yes. him. Yes. And would everybody had just been like slapped back in their normal time and with none yeah. of this have happened? Yep. I think we would have been right back to where he popped in to see Cassie. I think that's that was where... It's going to end. You think so? I really do. Well, let's go back to the airport. Yeah. And 
Cole is like telling Cassie, let me do this for you because she doesn't want to drop it because she's like, you know, I'm a doctor. This shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be the one doing this. Right. And as it's happening, you see like all these people who have the monkey tattoo. Yeah. Like suddenly you start having their eyes black. I'm like, oh my God, Olivia's taking over people and then taking over more than just one. Right. And you go back to Titan and you have Olivia who's all creepy. Yeah. And that's super up close. And she's like, I'm going to end his cycle today. I'm like, oh, great. Right. Not knowing that that will be the end of her. I almost wanted to happen, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then this kind of goes back to the cop. I mean, to the, sh- the movie. Because you see the right. cop pulling a gun. And I'm thinking, oh, God, is he going to shoot Cole like in the movie? Right. Yes. I was like, oh, what's happening? Again, another little closing of a circle. And all of a sudden, like, you hear the bullet, and then Cassie jumps into action and, like, pushes the gun up and ends up shooting the cop in the head. And so we see everything that had happened when they jumped in earlier. You see all the people running. You see the blood on the, like, the door or whatever he was in front of. Only when we look, then Cole's holding Hannah. Because Hannah took a bullet. And I'm like, what? What? And then it really, that was the last piece that fell into place for me. Right. Because this is weird because I'm like, oh my God, that means Hannah is his mom. Yes. Because your mom died protecting you. And there were some choice words in between all the tears. (laughs) And as this was happening and it goes back to Jones and she just kind of stops and does this like major inhale. Like she knows what had happened. Right. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like raking my fingers down my face going, you've got to be kidding me. And then Pallid Man comes up to Cassie. Was it not messed up? Big time. Just digging that little doubt that has always been there since she talked to um, Salman. Yes. I have that in my notes, too. Yeah. That Salman's words come back. Yes, they do. And it's almost like it was him saying them, even. Yes. To Cassie. and. Because if she wouldn't have dropped the vial, could that have changed things? Right. But because of her desire to be with Cole, we see the vial drop out of her hand. And then I'm thinking, wait, that means Cassie is now infected. Right. So then she's got like 48 hours before she kicks it. Because she was never immune. She was just always careful. Right. So I'm like, oh, (laughs) Again, couple choice words. Yeah. And then what do we get? We get an almost calming scene where we have Cole go splinter back. And this, again, Cassie splinters back too. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> You're infected, lady. You just dropped this. I am so pissed right now. How are they writing right. this out? I don't know. But then all of a sudden you have Cole back in like 2017 drinking. I'm like, okay, does he just go back in time so he could drink? he's like well you know what they got better alcohol i'm going back there and then you see katarina's hand shaking to try to pour a drink and another hand pours it for her so i'm just thinking okay it's cassie like they went back whatever no it's hannah right a much older hannah i don't get it i don't either it's like they pulled her from 2065 or something yeah i don't understand all of these timelines like what's happening but they're like, well, I thought you should know. You needed to know everything. And it's your decision. Right. I'm like, 
Well, it is family because you have Cole and his mom, Hannah, and her mom, Katarina. So things are really weird. It's grandma. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like they're in the right place. Right. And again, this makes me feel very much like what Jennifer was saying. This seems out of place. Is it that one of them is stuck in their head? Right. I'm just throwing that out there. Interdimensional Dave may need to step in with this one. So originally we had thought the demon was Olivia. Everybody did. Right. But as we see red clouds sweeping over New York in whatever time. Right. Is it going to just erase everything and every wind? Yep. But you have Cole suddenly saying, I'm the demon. And just ugly, snotty tears and everything yeah. happening. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, the whole thing, it was him. And maybe that was what the chair was supposed to do. And maybe this. Right. And there's a lot of maybes and buts. Yeah. But we still have two episodes. Yeah, and that's the biggest part, is we still got two episodes. Yeah. So, what's going to happen if Cole does get erased, basically? Because isn't that what Titan is doing? Yeah. I mean, it's erasing everything. Yes. Oh, my God, you're killing me. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what Metallus gives us with the last two episodes, though. Killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm going to have another ulcer by the time this is over. <laughs> And then you did talk about all the back and forth you had in, in your notes. You want to talk about it? Oh, the callbacks? Yeah. yeah. Of course, the if you give me yellow, I could paint the world. Paint you the world was from uh, Jennifer in episode 102. And, of course, the floor spiral we saw in episode 306, Nature. Uh, Jennifer creates it while unconscious. And, of course, the night room, that was episode 105. And we see more about the origin of the virus, something about its eyes, Jennifer said, about the partial corpse which originated the virus. Tell me they're not otter eyes. What if it turns out like that's somehow Deacon's body? Right. Oh, I can't do this. Well, like I said, there's a lot of tears. Steve, I don't know. I don't know how you made it through tweeting with everybody. It wasn't easy, believe me. But what did you guys think about the episode and everything? What are your theories? Shoot us a message at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com or go over to the website www.fangirlzone.com. Click on the contacts. You can send us through our YouTube page, through Twitter, through Tumblr, obviously emails. Let us know what you think because this is like a runaway train that I don't know what's going to happen. Because yeah. <laughs> so much crap has gone crazy, but wow. Um, while you're at it, if you rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Thank you for everybody who is tweeting with us, because you guys are amazing. Yes. And oh my god, just really. Steve, this one broke my heart, and I have a feeling yeah. the last two are going to just destroy me. Yeah, I, I do too. I'm afraid we're going to just... The uh, little puddles <laughs> when this is over with. <laughs> well, all that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, and I am Sean Fangoas. And I'm Steve. So, maybe one minute more, there's still time. And until next time. <laughs>